Hello. Do we sound better? I would think so, considering we have a fancy mic now that her wonderful uncle bought for us. Guys, it's like we're official. Okay, so I don't want to brag on myself, but 22 years ago I was born today. So, (laughs) well, not when you hear this, but when we are recording. We're recording on October 7th. Um, and for one of my birthday presents, my lovely aunt and uncle from up in Minnesota sent me a awesome podcasting microphone, um, and it's, it's great. I was so excited when we opened it. I immediately sent Anna a Snapchat, like, literally right after I opened it, and she freaked out. Um, so yeah, shout out to my aunt and uncle. My uncle, uh, hosts a podcast called Small Scale Life. Um, I highly recommend it uh, for anyone who's into just bettering their life in any way possible from weight loss, budgeting, um, just general more being mindful about your own life. Um, He even throws in some gardening tips, which is fun. So Um, so yeah, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Uncle Tom and Aunt Julie. this episode is dedicated to you. <laughs> We've never done that before. All right, so uh, do you have anything to say, Anna, about um, uh, maybe your week, just to update? Um, I didn't really do much. Oh, that's my phone. I'm going to move that. Um, I uh, officially started planning an event that I will be hosting for our uh, fraternity name we do not mention um (laughs) and i'm really excited about it so that's nice uh it's officially halloween month so uh i'm ready for that i'm gonna be luna lovegood and ray from star wars so i'm pumped and yeah that's kind of what my life that's going on right now other than being swamped with schoolwork what about you i mean obviously today is your birthday um this week is gonna be a good week um it is birthday week so i am bound and determined to make this week a good week last week um anna and i did not record um we didn't we're not getting behind because we have backlogged quite a few episodes but i had a monster of a paper to write um for a shakespeare class that i'm in and i will say that it has been effectively been the most difficult paper I've ever written in my entire life. Um, but that is over. And I did procrastinate a little bit. Um, so that's not good on my part. I learned my lesson. And for this next even more monster of a paper that I have to write, I will not procrastinate. So I have learned some valuable lessons from mm-hmm. last week. And other than that, life's been going. Yeah, okay. So I do have one thing. Um, since, since we have started recording, um, as of this week is the, it's been a week now since we first posted our episode one, the magical beginning. And so far we have about almost 45 listens on our, not Instagram, on our YouTube. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with getting it onto iTunes, but it should be available now. Um, we may have to check on that, but I can check right now. Yeah. So we are on iTunes, we are on YouTube, which is great, and it's exciting because definitely 
happy to finally be hosting um and hopefully we will be um able to get reviews and stuff soon we have a few people who like i don't know what uh who subscribed to our like youtube which was nice we got a few likes on there too which is good so oh it's not up on it's still being reviewed i guess on itunes so i'm gonna post the second one as soon as possible so then it'll hopefully be up by tuesday which is when it should be posted so but tomorrow will be on youtube yeah it, yeah our next by the time that this comes out time. it'll already be posted but we're working on getting episode two up yet all right so uh now that we've updated you on everything uh without further ado let's no let's get ready to series <laughs> every time every time it's so good all right Get ready to theory. Dang, that's getting real high quality right there. Yep. Okay. Should I go first? I don't remember who's like. You can go first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, this week I'm doing, obviously we're still into Disney theory, so I'm doing that Lilo and Nani's parents were in the CIA. And I'm really excited for this. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, this theory I am fully on board with. Um, the theory is starts off with talking about Cobra Bubbles, who we all love, um, who was originally a CIA agent. And you have to wonder, why would a successful, obviously, CIA, CIA agent become a social worker? Because, first of all, we know he was a successful agent because he, you know, saved the human race from aliens, which is mentioned at the end of the film. And, you know, he specifically became a social worker. And that's just, like, a really interesting career change. Um, and it makes you wonder if the reason why he changed was because one of his fellow agents, like his coworkers, a.k.a. one of N Lilo and Nani's parents, passed away. So... So was this like his way of keeping watch after Lilo? Maybe her parents made a made him make a promise to keep watch. Yeah, I would definitely say that that's what it is. Maybe he, um, who knows? Maybe like he felt it was his duty to um, watch after them. So obviously, he was very lenient in his duties as a social worker. Um, like, he kept giving Nani chances when typically if there's any sign of, like, um, neglect, which, although Nani was trying her hardest, like, she was in some ways neglecting Nilo. Nilo. <laughs> neglecting Lilo, unfortunately, um, although she did try. Um, and you have to wonder, like, why would a social worker who clearly – cares about the best interest for Lilo like keep giving Nani chances and it's because um he you know didn't he cared he cared about both of them equally and he knew that Nani was trying like he didn't want to like take apart their family but as a social worker he ended up obviously eventually having to make that choice um and you know my thing is it's like what if um, a thing could be that like 
truly the way that they died wasn't because of, you know, a car accident in the rain. Because, do you not... Is that how they were supposed to die? Oh my God. It's been a minute since I've seen that movie. Okay, so the big thing is that um, Pudge the Fish... Um, did you know this? Oh my god, okay. For everybody who doesn't know, Mackenzie, um, Abby's like roommate and also our really good friend is in the room. and It's our first live audience. Yeah, right. And neither of them know this okay pudge the fish controls the weather and and remember how she tells stitch that um her parents went for a drive and they didn't come back it's because it was raining and they were going around a curve and it's assumed that they like their car went off the cliff and they died what does pudge have to do with pudge controls the weather and it was raining when they died Pudge told them. Pudge. Pudge bad. The whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing is just that Pudge like controls the weather and like, yeah, you know, like she obviously fears losing Nani because she makes the comment, um, you know, like, you want a rabbit instead, right? And then like she cries because she's like, because Nani makes a joke that like a rabbit would be much better than you, and then she's upset because she's like, I don't want that. Like I know, <laughs> so yeah, so. Obviously, her parents died in a car accident, and car accidents can be caused by other people, you know? I mean, typically, they like, car accidents involve more than one car, so um, the th- my thought could be, like, if they were in CIA, like, who knows? Maybe they were actually ki- murdered. Like, what if it was a murder? Um, and it was just really covered up as a car accident um another theory that kind of backs this up though is that Lilo has a really big fascination with photography um she loves taking photos of seemingly obese people um who she sees on the beach and it's just like interesting that she has a fascination with particularly one type of person like and so the reason why people speculate, okay, her parents could be CIA also because of this is because her mom or dad, whoever was the agent, or maybe both, took Lilo on a really low-profile case when they were taking pictures of an overweight individual, which tends to be, obviously, the, like the subject that she uses is somebody who is overweight. So that is, like, a big thing is, like, her liking photography, Cobra – going all of a sudden from being a CIA agent to a social worker and also how her parents died. So I'm super on board with this theory. I don't know if you are. Yeah, um, I think this theory is highly plausible. Um, I, like I said, it's been a hot minute since I have seen Lilo and Stitch. Um, I really do want to watch it again, so uh, maybe movie night. Um, that way I can be cultured and know about Pudge the Fish. I know that there is a Pudge the Fish, so I'm not that uncultured, people. But I would like to watch it again and, um, maybe think about this theory as I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, I also really want to make my own theory where I connect the Wally universe to the Lilo and Stitch universe because of Lilo's obsession with, um, taking photographs of seemingly obese people. And Wally. 
because there are obese people in Wally. That's a joke, by the way. I'm not actually going to do that. (laughs) You might want to cut that out. It's fine. That may have sounded like a fat joke. I mean, it'd be all right. Okay. What have you got for me? All right. So this next theory we actually covered in what was going to be our episode three of um, Why So Theorious during our Harry Potter run. Um, but unfortunately, it is in cyberspace somewhere, and we cannot find it. Tear, tear. Um, but I will be giving you one of the theories from it. The reason being is because there is a very well-loved Disney character in it, and it's also linked to Harry Potter. So it works for either or. Um, and I'm going to bring that back. It's one that I have bought into it. So... Mm-hmm. This is the theory that Mary Poppins was a Hogwarts student and that the Mary Poppins universe is linked to the Harry Potter universe. What do you think about that? What are your first thoughts? Um, I definitely can see it because there's a lot of magical qualities. She is obviously magical in many ways. Um, I always, my first thought is always her bag that she can like reach into and it's like miles deep and i just think of hermione's bag with the extension time on it so um yeah and i'll go into that a little bit in this theory and um tell you how that is part of the link Mm -hmm. one of the main things to sort it out with is her being a student at hogwarts so people believe that she was either in the hufflepuff or ravenclaw house um which are two very likely houses that she could be in. So out of the two, which one do you think she was in? I personally think that she was in Hufflepuff, and I'll give you my reason after you tell me. I remember talking about this when we originally talked about it, and we both wanted to lean towards our own personal houses, but I also decided to go with Hufflepuff. Yeah, because, um, you know, she goes for the Banksy children because they – really needed somebody and that's what Helga Hufflepuff wanted to be for her kids so and that's my exact reasoning why you know Helga Hufflepuff was all about you know taking the rest you know Gryffindor had the brave kids Slytherin had the ambitious students Ravenclaw had the more intellectual students and Helga Hufflepuff said I'm just going to take the rest and we're going to be loyal and patient and kind and friendly to all which is kind of what Mary Poppins said, like when you said, with the Banks children, she wanted to make sure that they had the best possible life and taught them important life lessons. Mm-hmm. So here is some things that she may have done after she went to Hogwarts. So all the information we really have about her time in Hogwarts is speculation about what house she could have been in. Mm-hmm. Um, after Hogwarts... It is believed that she went into the field of muggle studies, um, which makes sense because um, she worked as a nanny, mm-hmm. so she was very in touch with the muggle world. So people believe that her job in muggle studies, working in, the, in that field, was the ministry sent her to be like a double agent and become a nanny oh. for households. And um, so she was studying children who may have had magical potential which would be the banks children and 
some evidence we have of this, of course, the magical bag. Mm -hmm. um, it's very similar to Hermione's bag in the seventh, seventh uh, book. Yeah, in the first part of the seventh book. Um, she has the extension charm on it. And Mary Poppins just, I mean, it's like a sim character pulling things out of their pocket. She just, <laughs> like, pulls things out that are too big for the bag. I mean, too long. It's crazy. Um, one of the most iconic pieces of evidence that links it is her flying umbrella. You think of Mary Poppins, you think of her flying umbrella. Um, and Anna did mention this in one of the, I believe it's episode two, mm -hmm. um, about brooms and how they're able to fly. Yeah. And she said that it's just a charm that they put on the brooms. Mm -hmm. So this umbrella could just have the same charm that you would put on a broom. It's just, it's another household object. Instead of a broom, it's an umbrella and she uses it to fly. Mm -hmm. Um, cleaning spells. We see those in Molly Weasley. Yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins. It's not necessarily called a cleaning spell, but, I mean, she snaps her fingers and things are clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she goes into paintings, which paintings are a big thing in the Harry Potter universe. No one necessarily goes into a painting, but the paintings do move. Mm -hmm. The paintings are magical in a sense. Yeah, except Neville. You're right. Neville does. You see him come out of a painting. Which I guess he still has to go into the painting. Um, but yes, Mary Poppins and the Banks children and um, Bert? Bert, yeah, they all go, and more on Bert in a minute, but they do go into the painting. Um, also, the mirror, when she mm -hmm. enters the Banks household, is enchanted. You'll see her look into the mirror and then turn her head, but the reflection in the mirror is different from her own. Like, what she's doing. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Okay. So, more on Bert. There's not a whole lot of information on him, but what I did find is that he was possibly a squib. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is he is both a chimney sweep and he does the murals and the chalk. Mm -hmm. Well, the chalk is enchanted yeah. because they go into the chalk drawings. Mm-hmm. And the brooms are also enchanted. Mm -hmm. The whole chimchimmery scene. And in Harry Potter, one of the squibs we do know, Mr. Filch, he can't necessarily do magic, but he can still use enchanted items. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason why they think Bert was a squib. Also, Mary Poppins and Bert seem to be very close friends. Mm -hmm. So that that is one link that um, could... Yeah. Be some proof to this theory. So, so far, what do you, what do you think? I definitely think that it's possible. Um, and I've mentioned this before that I think J.K. Rowling got a lot of her inspiration from different classical films like Mary Poppins. Because, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, when did Mary Poppins come out? The 60s? It just has 55th anniversary. Okay, so yeah, 60s. Um, right? math whatever um so yeah i would definitely say that i think that she got a lot of her inspiration from mary movies like mary poppins and i would love to hear her take on it and like maybe just tell us what, how she would be in if she was because you know that'd be nice that'd be pretty cool i'll just call her up someday and 
myself. Yeah. You know, because I can do that. Um, anyways. So, here is some unfortunate stuff about her. Um, unfortunately, it did go into her demise, so her death, which I don't really want to think about, but... Um, some people believe that Voldemort killed her during his first rise, um, for power because she did work with Muggleborns and was so close to them. Um, even if she was a pureblood wizard, he didn't care about that. Um, she was trying to foster these children who were born to Muggle households to become wizards and Voldemort did not want that. So it is believed that she was killed during her um during his first rise for power um and that is why we do not know a lot of about her and she is not mentioned in the books (laughs) so that um that is the entirety of the of this theory i um think it's plausible i think i agree with you anna that Mm -hmm. jk rowling definitely got inspiration from Mary Poppins, especially with the bag. Uh, I do think it's a pretty solid theory. Um, this one's from mostly from Reddit. Someone on Reddit came up with it. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it's a solid theory. It may not be 100% true, but I do think a lot of thought went into it, and I do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I do really like that one. Um, so my next one is from Frozen. So... Kristoff's okay. This is exactly how I wrote it. Kristoff's kiss would have done nada. <laughs> so, um, pretty much what that means is like, regardless of whether or not Kristoff made it before Anna like froze, um, saving Elsa, his kiss wouldn't have done anything for her, despite him caring for her. Um, because when you think about the life that they had led so far. They both really don't know much about love. Um, you can say, yes, Kristoff does because he, you know, grew up with the trolls and who were love experts, obviously. And, and um, that they may have taught him something important about love and, like, how to care about people. And, like, yeah... But Kristoff had probably really only loved um, Sven, like really loved Sven. And what do you mean by really loved Sven? I mean, wasn't there um, that part in the song where he had in the troll song where like his unnatural love for animals or something? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, his thing with the reindeer. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and that's why um, I think that they didn't have – I think it's a good thing in the movie that they, like, had the true love um, – what is it? True love – the act of true love be that Anna saved Elsa's life. And because, yeah, Kristoff had probably very romantic feelings for Anna, but she was super wrapped up in Hans, and – that would make perfect sense that if he were to kiss her, it wouldn't have done anything for her. Um, and a big thing was that, like, Elsa's tears are kind of also what helped 
unfreeze her. And in Scandinavian folklore, tears hold the true power more than a kiss. So I like really like that they um, kind of got into some regional folklore, which is nice. And that's like why, like obviously, Anna like ends up being okay. And I I think that it's completely plausible that Kristoff's kiss would not have done anything for her. And that it probably would have just ended up with, you know, her dying. Which, we don't want that. We don't want no princesses dying. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that's perfectly plausible. I don't know what you think. Um, Yeah, I wrote down some notes. Anna saw me doing it and probably looked at me like I was a weirdo. (laughs) But I was going to forget them if I didn't write them down. Uh Um, One... Yes, I do think Disney would not go as far as to kill off a princess. They are not against killing off mothers, though. I will say that. So um, maybe they need to rethink the whole killing off moms thing, which I do think they've rethought that. And Mm -hmm. their newer ones, I mean, Moana. Yeah. I mean, yes, the grandma, but not her mom. Anyways, um, I don't exactly, I know that Kristoff and Anna kiss after her heart is unfrozen. Does Mm -hmm. he kiss her before? No, not at all. Not at all? Okay. That's what I was wondering. Um, also, Kristoff and Sven didn't even think about them having that kind of love. So gross. Um, ew. <laughs> I wrote that down. I agree with you. Um, the whole reason I feel like the movie was made, and if you listen to the songs too, and the Broadway version, it's the sisterly love. It's oh, yeah. the lo- It's the bond between two sisters. Um, and I totally agree with this theory. I mean, the whole point of the movie is that um, Elsa's love for Anna saves her, um, and, and vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah, Anna fights for, for her sister to get better as well. And I do agree with the tears with the Scandinavian, um, I guess the legend, sort yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Disney is very smart, and they think those things through. So, um, I think the, the tears, they didn't put that in willy-nilly. It wasn't like... And Snow White, when the prince kissed Snow White and she came back from her coma. <laughs> um, I definitely think Disney put some research into this and thought it out um, well. So I agree with this theory 100%. Um, men don't always have to save women. And yeah, the whole point of the movie is the bond between sisters. So Love it. that's why I agree with it. Your plan. Is oh, so it's so dead. It's you're not gonna be able to save it. You know that, right? I just I feel bad. Anna is pouring water in my plant that has been dead for like five months. <laughs> hey, the cactus is still green though. Like, can you believe that? I have had this plant since I've moved in a year and a half ago and have not once watered it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a little bit of sun cream on top of that plant. <laughs> I will cry if this thing comes back to life. <laughs> Uh, the magic of, of me. Anna cried on it, and it's her tears that are bringing it back to life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so... This one is a little bit shorter. Um, and I went into my second favorite Pixar movie, Monsters, Inc., for this one. Except it's not the boo theory that we might all be thinking. Um, I actually might cover that on its own in an episode. That is a giant giant theory that connects pretty much every single Pixar movie. So that kind of deserves its own 
its own stardom, if you will. Yeah. But this theory is from Reddit, and it's that time passes slower in the Monsters, Inc. world, as opposed to the human world. Yeah. Yeah. So, in this one, when you think about it, it was confusing to me, because the whole concept of time is just, pff, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so my first question that we have to delve into um, and I'm going to ask you this. So, why do you think monsters would want time to pass slower? Um, specifically to the Monsters, Inc. universe. Um, okay, wait. So, time to pass slower in their world? In their world. Okay, well, it would make sense, I guess. Dang, I don't know. Because... My in other words, time passes a lot faster in the human world. So, when they go into the human world, time goes by really fast, but it goes by really slow in their world. Maybe so there's consistently young children, so they don't have to, like, keep waiting for more kids to, like, be born. So there's always, like, young children. I mean, there's always kids, though, so I don't know. That is a good thought. Um, They went in a different direction. Yeah. Um, One of the reasons why is because they want more time in the human world to scare children. Okay. Um, this is they're, – they're able to go into so many different doors – Mm-hmm. in one night yeah um time. yeah that it's like and i know i say time passes slower but one night to them might be the span of like a couple weeks worth of nights in the human world mm-hmm. so one shift as a quote-unquote scarer you could get a couple weeks worth of nights yeah. in the human world you know what upsets me a little Maybe it's just been a long time since I watched scary movies, but um, you have to think that like obviously like they're scaring these kids at night, but there's like at different points in time there's like millions of kids who are asleep at different times, obviously. But we never really saw any kids who spoke any different languages. I don't think, mm-hmm. and I would just love to like hear some kids speaking Spanish, like saying like "Oh my gosh" in Spanish and like all that stuff. That'd be so funny. I definitely think that would be funny, too. And I didn't even think, because I'm... I am dumb sometimes. So, I didn't even think about the fact that it's always nighttime somewhere on Earth. Um, So, it could, depending on where they travel, it's perpetually nighttime for them. They're just knocking out a couple weeks' worth of nights, Mm quote-unquote, in one shift. Um, Which is pretty cool. Um... One of these things, too, you never see the parents catching the monsters. Mm -mm. And the reason for this is that if a scare only happens in one second to, like, to the monster. It's, like, ten seconds. Yeah. But, like, it to the, like, it only happens in one second. And then by the time the parent gets there, the monster has already gone back in the closet, back to their own universe, and it's gone. Um, so that could be also something. This is really funny. So do you remember, we have a 2314, that's it, right? When the sock gets on the one monster and they have to shave him. (laughs) In the, uh, is it 2314? (laughs) I'm going to look this up. Anna, can you look that up, please? I don't think. 
2319. Oh, it's because for 23 is W in the alphabet, and 19 yeah. is S, so it's yeah. white sock. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the reason why they are so afraid of children and anything, basically anything coming from the human world, is because to them, the Black Plague was only like 100 years ago. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so, like, they <laughs> still think it could be like, yeah. I'm sorry. Hold on. I have to tell you about a meme. I don't know if this will stay in, but I saw a meme, and it was about how people are anti-vaxxing, like, who don't vaccinate their children, and somebody put posted, you know, the Black Plague, yes, <laughs> they didn't have vaccines during the Black Plague, and they ended up fine, and then someone commented, it killed a third of Europe? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, that's just, it's just relevant, but it's I think you should keep that in. Anyways, um, vaccinate your children, people. Um, <laughs> don't leave that in. Please. I think that should be the cold open. Vaccinate your children, people. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the Black Plague was only about 100 years ago to – are you going to record me saying no. that? Okay. To the monsters. Um so, there's one reason why people think that this might not be true, and it's because of the whole thing when Mike and Sully go to the human world mm-hmm. um, during it. It just doesn't doesn't exactly line up. So, <sighs> wait, when they go to where the abominable snowman is? No, because that's still in the monster that's world. What I, thought. Okay. I think this is in Monsters University. When they go to the human world, and they're there for a really long time. I didn't even realize. I have only seen that movie one time. Yeah. It's been so long. And the adults almost caught them, and that was, like, the big thing. Because if the monster world got exposed, um, yeah, I don't know. And then they, like, were just going to destroy the door, and Mike and Sully were going to be in the mm-hmm. human world forever. Um, so that's the only re- thing that people point to for saying that this theory doesn't it's it's not um consistent yeah with the the whole storyline of the two movies um but i just talked about this because i thought the black plague thing was funny yeah um i always thought that was just the funniest thing as a kid we owe 23 19 and it was the whole white sock thing yeah um so that's the main reason why i did this theory it's one that you know it has um if you think about why the monsters would want time to go slower in their universe, it makes sense. But other than that, yeah, I don't one hundred percent believe it. What about you? Yeah. Um, I I understand it. I do because, as we know, <laughs> actually this is really hilarious. Um, mentioning this because Abby and I one time calculated this: how in Narnia, like the time goes way, way faster than in the human world. Or the, like, the world that we live in versus Narnia. And I I can see it being, like, something like that. Obviously, the, the opposite for the monsters world. But, yeah, I find that very interesting. I think it's plausible. Um, I think that they would have to, like, I don't know, um, figure out a way to line it up a bit better. But, yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, 
who wouldn't want more time to get energy? So. Yeah, and think about it. I mean, it's good for the company, Monsters, Inc., because they're having to pay less employees. So, I mean, smart. I don't know if it's, like, technology that they did to make their time go, you know, a lot slower. Um, the whole time thing confuses me. There's several shows that I've watched and movies. They all have, with the whole time travel, they all have different, like, ideas and theories about how time travel would work. There was the, in The Flash, it's just super confusing. Um, Infinity War, I mean, yeah. So every, I would say, fandom has a different theory on how time travel would work. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, Doctor Who is just too Yeah, and traveling between universes, because they do that as well in, in The Flash. And yeah, so that's that on that theory. Um... Have you already done your two? Yeah, I did my two. You did your two? Okay, I did my two. Cool. So, next week is still going to be Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably post a poll soon. Um, well, obviously, it already be posted by the time that this is up. But um, we'll continuously be posting polls for people to vote on what type of topics we do. Um, but, yeah, please follow us on... Our Instagram, it's y.so.serious, with no hyphen. Um, We actually need to make it look pretty, because there's literally nothing on it. Uh, And Abby and I are the only followers of it. I'm thinking about starting a thing where I'll do, like, the whole spoilers with no context thing or whatever. And, like... We can do the vaccinate your kids for that. Yeah. For (laughs) this one, um, since you have listened to the end, congratulations. Um, you will probably, hopefully, if you follow us, have seen the spoilers without context. Um, I have a few ideas for it, so. And then, yeah, um, I'll post a picture of the lovely studio that we have. Oh, and the new microphone, it's so pretty. Oh, yeah. Um, but if I could guess what our next round of theories is going to be, I could I can almost bet money it's going to be conspiracy theories. Yeah, a lot of people Because, yeah, that was so close to what we were going to do for uh-huh. this round. I mean, it was, like, one vote away. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um. We do have a Gmail. If you want to send in your own theory, it's whysotheories at gmail.com with mm-hmm. no hyphen or dots. Yeah. Um. And then our Facebook page. It's Which just why so serious podcast. Yep, and that has the hyphen in it. Yeah, and I think a lot of you are on that Facebook page. We're trying to hit a hundred followers. Yeah, it's it's getting there. One day. All right. So um, until next week. Keep, keep calm and theory on. on.